What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. And today, I want to announce a trigger warning. This episode is going to be triggering for some. And I want to forewarn you. If you have a hard time hearing somebody talk about body acceptance, body positivity, body shaming, I am going to touch on some sensitive topics from my own personal perspective. And it may not be the perspective that you're expecting. And it may touch something that sparks an emotional reaction or makes you feel a certain way. I just want I want to put that caution out there in case you would rather tune out, which is totally valid. But before we get into it, I also want to thank you because you guys responded in a massive way. Last week, we did our supplement giveaway, and there was only one five-star rating and review to choose from. Well, this week, we set a record. We had the most reviews that we've had in any week. We're over 20, which is crazy. Usually, it's like five, I would say, is about the average. And then last week we had one and that obviously that one person won the, the free supplement. But uh, this week we had over 20. So I wanted to thank you all. And I do want to pick a winner. And every week, if you leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you're eligible to win a free supplement of your choice from one of our sponsors, Paleo Valley, Cured Nutrition or Organifi. And... Any product from any of our sponsors, you get to pick and we send it your way totally free. So this week's winner is Amelia Friend 04. Amelia Friend 04. The title says, love your approach and delivery. The review says, hi, I just wanted to say I love the content that you provide and I enjoy your delivery. There are some fitness and nutrition podcasts that are just too bro-like for me to enjoy listening to, even if they have good info. I appreciate your approach. Thank you. Thank you, Amelia Friend 04. If you do me a favor, email me, Mike at peak. <laughs> do I know my own email address? Mike at peakoptimizationperformance.com. And I'll get you all hooked up. You get to choose any product that you want from one of our sponsors, Organifi Cured or Paleo Valley. And every week we do this. So go to your Apple Podcast app. You just pull up your phone, go to the podcast app, hit the search button, type in Mind Over Macros, tap on the thumbnail, scroll all the way down until you see ratings and reviews. And then you just tap a review, write a review, five star, write a little something and you're eligible to win. And of course, it means the world to me if you like, follow, or subscribe to the show. And that is the best way to continue to grow, to continue to reach new people. And that's that's my objective here. I really want this to become, I think we're top 20 now in the US in nutrition podcasts. And I would love to crack the top 10 at some point. And that's how we're going to make it happen. We're going to do it as a team effort. And um, that's that's all I ask is subscribe follow, leave your reviews, spread the love, and let's keep growing together. I should also mention that 
on a personal note, it's less than a week until Mel and I are getting married. And I know a lot of you have been following along the journey and it's funny to get some messages and uh, people asking me if I'm excited. Yes, I am incredibly excited. I completely outkicked my coverage with Mel and I feel beyond grateful and beyond lucky and hopefully everything goes smoothly. Uh, we are doing it at a rooftop, a rooftop bar in Philadelphia. So we're hoping that the weather holds up. It's it's on Sunday and I'm recording this on Monday. So we're less than a week out. And I also, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's happening in my world. Like there's some stuff that I'm doing with coaches. There's some stuff that we're doing with pop. We, we might have a challenge coming up for the summer. Um, kind of like an end of summer where a lot of people lose focus and drift. And we have, we have this idea on how to make it more of like a team environment that I think is really cool. And we're also looking at raising money through the challenge for a puppy rescue. And uh, you guys know how much I love dogs. So our entire team, like most of our, our pop team chat is talking about our dogs and sending pictures. <laughs> so we thought it would be on brand if we did a challenge that also supported a uh, charity for rescue animals in particular for rescue dogs. And uh, I think that would be very fitting, but also we have some ideas on how to make it more of a team environment that would encourage more accountability. Like one of the most battle tested surefire ways of reaching your goals is to have a community of support. It has been studied and tested in almost every way possible. And it always shows an immediate return. Like if you want to get stronger, work out with people who are stronger than you. If you want to become more fit, spend your time with people who are more fit than you or that that challenge you to level up. It is about your social circle and the community that you're a part of. It has literally been tested every which way. It's been tested in performance. It's been tested with weight loss. It's been tested with strength and lifting heavier. It's been tested in every, like if you want to run faster, if you want to get stronger, if you want to get leaner, your social circle, and that's, I'm not talking about your friends at home. I'm talking about being a part of a community that facilitates that mindset. It is the most surefire battle-tested way to get better. So we have this really cool concept and, and breaking it up into teams where there will be an individual like grand prize winner who gets something like a thousand dollar cash prize. And then we also have a team atmosphere where, where the team that wins and we haven't even gotten, we haven't even ironed out all the details or released this yet, but this is just my, my stream of conscious thought process that the team that wins would get something like everybody on the team would get a month of pop coaching totally free. So that's kind of what we're leaning towards is that there would be an overall transformation winner. And by the way, our transformation winner is not physical. It's all encompassing physical, mental, emotional. Like we look at the, the whole transformation and we pick an overall winner, thousand dollar cash prize to that person, the overall team winner, everybody gets like a free month of coaching. And then obviously we collect the like entry fee for the challenge and we support a local, uh, not a local charity, but a uh, rescue dog rescue charity that we've we've identified 
And we're actually still vetting and, and in communication with several uh, before we make our final choice. But that's those are all the things that are happening in my world and uh, gearing up, gearing up for the wedding. Um, and it's actually because I've been going through this process and I've actually Mel and I are both cutting um, just because for no other reason than we want to feel and look our best. Like I'm wearing a suit. I'm not wearing like a big fancy tux, but I am wearing a suit and I'm excited because it's pretty badass. Um, but it's uh, so I'm, like my point is that there, for me to cut for the wedding, you know, Mel, it's a little bit different. She's going to be in a dress. Obviously, you're going to see it's more revealing. For me, I'm going to be in a suit. And my plan is to have like a T-shirt. I might do a button down underneath it, but I might just do a crisp white tee that's kind of form fitting. And that, you know, because we're going to be outside in the summer, uh, obviously it's going to be pretty hot. So have that as like a, a outfit change so that I can be more comfortable when we're dancing and partying. But my point is that there's not really a need for me to be super lean or shredded. And I haven't, I haven't treated this as if I'm getting ready for a photo shoot. I've just treated this process as I want to get a little bit leaner because I want to feel my best. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. And I started to think about this whole journey that I've been on. And it, it got me thinking about the whole starting point and why I started to try to lose weight in the first place. Because, you know, for those of you that haven't heard my full story, I've told it a million times, but the very abbreviated story is that I was an athlete growing up. I never had to worry about my weight or my nutrition or anything else like that. It just wasn't on my mind at all. I did experience a lot of diet culture influence in my family, eating disorders, body dysmorphia, poor relationship with food, body image issues. All that stuff was very prevalent in my family dynamic. And I thought that I had avoided all of those things. And then I went off to college. I was still very active. I still remained pretty lean. And then once I graduated, I wasn't playing like pickup basketball anymore. I wasn't doing like flag football leagues anymore, soccer leagues, all the stuff that I did while I was at Maryland, all that stuff came to, a, to an end. I started bartending my senior year of college. And so I was active bartending, but I was drinking a lot and eating a lot of shit food, and I, a lot of fast food. Like some days, every meal was fast food. And I just didn't know any better. And once I had graduated and I was just bartending, I was also still partying and still drinking a lot and still eating a bunch of shit food. But I basically was sedentary outside of work. So I'd bartend and I would bartend like anywhere from three to four days per week. It's my typical schedule. So that's, you know, a good chunk of the time where I was basically doing nothing but drinking and eating. So I gained a significant amount of weight and I was about 80 pounds overweight and it was probably more than that, but I didn't have a scale. So I, I like didn't actually have awareness around how overweight I was. And that led me down the path of, of trying to significantly reduce calories, like doing the 1200 calorie meal plans, doing you know, hours of cardio every day, being miserable and trying to rip the bandaid off and, and lose weight as fast as humanly possible, which of course culminated in me developing all of those issues that I thought I had avoided, like 
significant body image issues, body dysmorphia, poor relationship with food, poor relationship with my body, poor relationship with exercise, hated how I looked, hated how I felt, um, ended up with orthorexia, very obsessed with clean eating and just tarnished a lot of relationships and found myself in a very dark, depressed, lonely state because of years of chronic dieting, yo-yo dieting, all or nothing, perfectionist tendencies, like you name it, I went through it. So as I was like reflecting back on that and, and how I'm approaching things now with getting ready for the wedding, it, it actually made me think of the fact that I am very motivated to stay, to stay lean. I'm motivated to stay fit by the feelings that I felt when I was significantly overweight. And when I was significantly overweight, I hated the feeling. I hated my insecurities. I hated my lack of confidence. I hated the fact that I questioned myself. Like a source of confidence for me, somebody who's very introverted, who's very kind of reserved and shy and kind of like keep to myself, a, a big source of confidence for me was sports. Like that was where I really could step into myself and be more outgoing and more like team player and, and communicative. And I just came alive when I was playing sports, when I was on a basketball court, soccer field, playing tennis, whatever it was, I came alive when I was playing. And I hated the fact that my weight stole that from me. I hated it. Like I don't use that word lightly. I actually hated it so much so that I needed to get rid of the weight as fast as I can, or as I could at that time. And that was my thought process. I, I hated this feeling and I wanted it gone as fast as humanly possible, which of course led me to do things in an unsustainable way. So there's the dark side of that feeling of being driven by hate and shame and this, this feeling of this is not acceptable. But I also think that it's okay to say that, like you hear so many people just say like, you know, just love your body the way that it is. And there's this movement of, of body acceptance and I'm, I'm all for it, but there's a big, but I'm all for it. But I think that there is a difference between saying like, I love my body as it is, but also I would like to change it also like I love myself right now in my current state, but also I'm not satisfied and I'm not happy with where I'm currently at. And I think that it's important that we separate those two points because a big catalyst for change for me was just being miserable in my body. I hated it. I, I really don't use that word lightly. And because I hated that feeling so deeply, like every ounce of me was not okay. I was not okay in that body. So to sit there and say, well, you should just be happy in that body and, and love that. But like, yes, I get, I get the sentiment, but that was the catalyst for change. And now you could say, well, it led you down this dark path. It did. I totally see how 
you know, we have to be careful because when actions are driven by shame and by hate and by misery, sometimes it leads to the wrong actions. But it put me in this position where I was willing to try and fail over and over and over again until I was successful. So there was actually a silver lining to what happened. There was actually a silver lining. Now, I'm really passionate about showing people that you don't have to go down the dark path that I went down, which is why I do what I do. That's like the the only reason is because I know how much that sucked and I know how much it sucks. And I don't want other people to experience that same level of suck. Or if you're in the suck and you've experienced the suck, I want to pull you out of it because I know how that feels to be out of the suck. I know what it feels like to be on the other side of it. However, so I, I, I know all that, like, but the big thing here is that it put me on a path where I was never going to stop until I figured it out because I was so uncomfortable and I hated how it felt so much and so deeply that I was never going to stop until I figured it out which meant trying and failing over and over and over again and still picking myself up and trying again. And I didn't sit there and say, well, I spent this amount of money on this program and it didn't work, so I can't spend any more money. Like, I didn't have that thought. I had a conversation with somebody on Instagram. I think it was Friday. And she was just explaining some of the stuff that she was going through, which is really common. It's it's all like the same story over and over again. I'm really not happy. I'd like to lose like 10, 20 pounds. I've tried all of these things and nothing works for me. And I said, have you actually invested into a coach? And she said, no, I think about it all the time, but I just can't get myself to pull the trigger. She's like, it's always been in the back of my mind but I can't get myself to pull the trigger. And I said, why not? If you've been doing this on your own for a really long time, and it sounds like you're really frustrated and unhappy. Yes, yes. So what's, what's holding you back from pulling the trigger? She's like, well, there's this fear that if I invest money in a coach, that I'll still be in the same spot that I'm in, but I'll be out the money as well. And I said, that's a totally valid fear. I understand that feeling. But let me ask you this. Which path is more likely to keep you stuck? The one where you keep doing what you're doing without help, where you know and you have a whole body of evidence to tell you where that leads you, or actually getting the help that you need? She's like, yeah, I get that, but I just don't know if I'll be successful with a coach. It's like, yes, but you know that you won't be successful without one. So we know, right? And, and this goes back to my favorite quote. Most prefer the certainty of misery to the misery of uncertainty. Virginia Satir. Best quote to define human behavior. Most prefer the certainty of misery. This individual would rather stay in certain misery than go into an uncertain change that is more than likely the answer to all of her problems, because it was for me. I know that feeling, but here's the difference. 
I was, I was never going to sit there and say, well, I already spent this money, so I can't spend more money. I just, to me, it was not even an option to stop trying. It was not even an option to not figure it out. So it didn't, it didn't matter how much money I had spent till that point. It did not make a difference. When I heard the multiple four-figure price on investing in a real coach to get the real help that I needed, yeah, of course I was a little sticker shock. But to me, there was no other option. And I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, well, my financial situation was so much better than yours. It wasn't. I was in a really tough spot financially when I made that decision to hire a coach. But to me, that that thought process, and, and this is because think about how much time this individual has wasted avoiding the real action. So not only are you guaranteed to stay in this position that you don't want to be in, but you're wasting the most valuable resource that you have, your time. How much more time do you want to waste until you make that change? But to me, it was just, I'm willing to, to try and fail and try and fail and try and fail because staying the same, I was so miserable. I hated the feeling so much that I, I couldn't stay this. It wasn't even an option. Like a lot of people view this as there's this fork in the road. Like, oh my God, what do I do? There was no fork in the road for me. The pain and misery that I felt, the lack of confidence, the like ultimate disdain for looking at myself in the mirror. Now you can say those are such negative emotions to drive behaviors. Yes, it drove a lot of negative behaviors, but at the same time, it was the try and fail mindset that allowed me to be successful because people who have what you want, the only difference is that they try faster and sooner and they fail faster and sooner so by the time, like this individual, by the time she's on her first attempt at a real coach, if ever, if she ever makes that leap, there will be successful people who have tried and failed dozens of times that have allowed them to go way beyond where she is. And then she'll look at those individuals and be like, man, I wish I had what they have. The only difference is they were willing to try sooner and fail faster. That's it. But I think that we, we really have this blurred line when it comes to body positivity, body acceptance. Let's not body shame. Now, I agree. I agree with all of those things. I agree that we shouldn't body shame ourselves or others. I agree that we should accept our bodies for how they are. And I agree in the whole body positivity concept. But I think that we really have to say, it's okay. It's okay to love yourself as you are, but to also have a desire to change, to say, you know what? I'm not just going to throw my hands up and, and accept that this is my fate. I'm going to do something about it because I don't like how it feels. I can love myself. I can appreciate my body for all that it's done for me, but I can also say that in its current form, I'm not satisfied. I'm not happy with it. And I'm I'm talking about this from my own truth, my own experience and my own perspective. I say it intentionally 
that I was not willing to live in that body for any longer than I had to. And yes, it did trigger some negative behaviors, but it also put me on a mission to figure it out no matter what the fuck happened. And that was a net positive because then guess what happened? Then I got to ultimately over this windy road, which it's always windy, by the way, it's never linear, this windy roundabout road that allowed me to then find a sustainable way of doing things. Guess what happened? I fell in love with the feeling of being fit and the confidence that I had and being able to then perform again. And now I love stepping foot on a tennis court because of what I'm capable of. You know, I had somebody, there was, I was playing in a drill with my dad. Shout out to my dad, still playing tennis at, what is he, 73, 74, and still playing at a high level. But we played in a drill, and then we were hitting with a pro afterwards who's 22 years old. Incredible player. I think he said that he trained with Alcaraz, if you follow tennis, uh, for a while. And plays at an insanely high level. So we got to play with him, which was really cool. And then he asked me afterwards and he said, Mike, how old are you? I said, I'm about to turn 39. He's like, man, that is unbelievable. He's like, I really can't even believe that. He said, you're in such good shape. You're, you're in better shape than me. You're, you're faster than I am. And I'm 22 years old. And like, this is a guy who can freaking fly he can play at, at a really high level. Like I could only dream of being that gifted. And I, I mean, obviously he worked at it, but I could only dream of having that skill level. And he's sitting there telling me how I'm whatever, 17 years older than him and in much better shape. I fell in love with the feeling of being fit and actually enjoying what my body can do and how it looks and the confidence that came with that. Because so then the, hatred driven actions ultimately led me to find the love for what it feels like to be healthy and fit. And again, it's not perfect because I still have a lot of shit and a lot of baggage. I still have body dysmorphia. I still pick myself apart. I still have loose skin from the fact that I lost almost a hundred pounds and I can't stand it. So there are certainly still issues, but a big, a big chunk of motivation for me is I never want to go back to that feeling. I want to take a brief pause in this conversation to tell you guys about Cured Nutrition. I'm just going to cut right to the point. Right now, if you order any Cured product, they are going to send you samples of their Serenity Gummies, which is the best product on the market. For them to do this, it is absolutely massive and everyone needs to experience the serene, the serenity of serenity gummies when you're trying to get to bed. Every single night, I do not miss. And when I do, I pay for it. Helps me sleep. It helps me get to sleep. It helps me stay asleep. It is such a perfect blend of the low microdose of THC with the L-theanine, with the functional mushrooms. It is CBD. It's so perfect. I cannot talk highly enough about that product. And you can get any Cured product and you can get a free sample of Serenity Gummies by going to curednutrition.com and using code POPFAM, P-O-P-F-A-M, at checkout. Gets you 15% off. So let's say you struggle with anxiety and you want to try their Calm Caps. 
because their calm caps help you with anxiety. Number one, you get 15% off and you get a great product to help you with anxiety. Number two, you get a free sample of Serenity Gummies. So you're going to sleep better, which is also going to help with your anxiety. Better sleep is the key to a better life. Trust me. I feel the impact of when I'm not sleeping well, I pay for it. I always know it and I do something about it. Serenity Gummies has been a complete game changer for my my wind down routine. I cannot talk highly enough about the product and the people at Cured. Just amazing humans doing such great things in the supplement space. So check it out if you need help with anxiety, the calm caps. If you're struggling with sleep, get the sleep bundle. Their Zen caps and their night caps is in the sleep bundle. It's already discounted. Plus you get the 15% off with code POPFAM. Plus you get the free Serenity gummy samples. So that would be my recommendation. Get the sleep bundle, go to curednutrition.com, use code POPFAM, P-O-P-F-A-M, and get the Serenity gummy sample so you can try for yourself and experience how truly amazing that product is. And every product that they have is, is top notch. So go try it, curednutrition.com. The code is POPFAM. And now let's get back to the episode. I never want to go back to that feeling, the the insecure, the lack of confidence, being afraid to do the things that I love. No, I'm never going back to that ever. And it's okay. We don't like, that's my reality. It's okay to say, I'm not, I'm not okay with with how I look. I'm not okay with how I feel. I'm not okay with being unhealthy. It's okay to say that. We can have both. Both truths can coexist. We can say, I accept my body for where it is. And I love myself for being me. But I'm not okay with where my body is at. I'm going to make a change and I'm not going to stop until I figure this out. Those two things can coexist. I think the the issue is look, if if somebody wants to be overweight and just love themselves in their overweight body, that is a beautiful thing. I wish more people would just come to that conclusion. Because so many people just have this internal conflict over the fact that they they say they want to change, but their actions tell a completely different story. And I always say, like, if your words and your actions don't align, if you say you want something, let's say you want your you you continuously say you want to be healthy, you want to be fit, you want to set a better example for your kids, but yet your actions say you're always dieting you're restricting and binging and you're eating like an asshole every weekend, your words and your actions are not in alignment. So you have two choices. You can change your words to match your actions, or you can change your actions to match your words. And most people think, okay, I want to change my actions to match my words, but then they don't. And actions leave clues. Actions inform So it might be that you actually don't want what you say you want and would be better off just saying, I'm okay in my current state. It's not that bad, actually. 
if you just came to that realization, that's amazing. I wish more people would just come to that conclusion of like, you know what, this is just where I'm comfortable. I don't actually want to change. But for me, and I'm talking about my personal experience, so I don't want to hear, oh, well, are you saying that, you know, it's, we should shame or it's okay to shame. Oh, no, I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying that anybody who is comfortable being overweight, that's a beautiful thing. I'm also saying that anyone who is uncomfortable being overweight as the individual being the one that decides I'm uncomfortable with my current body composition. I'm uncomfortable with my current health status. I'm also saying that that is a beautiful thing as well. And using that as a catalyst for change and saying, I am going to fix this no matter what. I'm going to try and fail over and over again until I figure it out, until I'm successful. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I had to give a, a trigger warning because of how sensitive we are about these topics, but it's, it's actually not that complicated. It's up to the individual. Now you can sit there and say, oh, well, there's all of this societal pressure. I, I also agree with that. There's all this societal pressure for women to be smaller and to take up less space. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think that sucks, which is why it's really important when we talk about mindset work, when we talk about real coaching, we identify whose voice is this? Who is the one leading the charge? Who is the one telling you that you need to change? Is it really you or is it a parent? Is it society? Is it some sort of you know influence that you had at a young age? Yeah, let's actually dig into that. But if it's you, that's okay. Own it and accept it. And say, you know what? I'm really not happy. I'm uncomfortable here. I would like to change. And then don't ever stop. Because if that's how you feel, and again, this is just me speaking from personal experience. The gift that I gave to myself was perseverance and resilience. No matter how many times I fell down, picked my ass back up, and I kept trying, and I kept trying to figure it out. And now I feel like I have the cheat code. Like I can give everybody the cheat code for avoiding all the same mistakes that I make because I know now I didn't have to do the restrictive dieting. I didn't have to cut out carbs and fruit and, you know, bananas and carrots and all the stuff that I thought I had to cut out. I didn't have to fast hours and hours every single day. I didn't have to go on these crazy restrictive meal plans. I didn't have to do hours of cardio every day. I didn't have to work out two a days. I didn't have to work out seven days a week. I didn't have to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Now I have the cheat code and I can give that to anybody. And it's actually so basic and so simple. There's not a single person that can't execute. The difference is, do you actually want it? Do you want to change your behaviors? Do you want to change your lifestyle? Do you want to change your environment? Do you want to change your belief system, your thought process, your mindset? That's the only thing. Because if you do, 
you'll come up with a process which is really straightforward where we insert basic habits that support the person you would like to become. That's it. That's literally it. We insert behaviors and habits that align with the person that you want to become, and we just do it one at a time. It's micro steps. First step, it can be anything. That person takes a 10-minute walk every day. Great. We're going to start with five. Five minutes. That person wakes up and they drink a glass of water. Great. We're going to start with a 12-ounce glass of water in the morning. That person eats a high-protein breakfast. Great. We're going to start with a with 20 grams of protein for breakfast, and our, we're going to work our way up to 30 grams. That person lifts weights. How frequently? Four days a week. All right, we're going to start with two. That person eats high-quality food. Okay? Can we make improvements there? Why don't we just cut back on meals that you're not cooking? How many times are you going out to eat, ordering in, drinking alcohol? Four times? Great. Let's make it three. And then two. And then one. When you just layer these things in place, it's really straightforward and simple. Every single person can do it. But you actually have to know who you want to become and what you're after. Why is it why is it important to you? But I will tell you that in in getting there as somebody who has gotten there the thing that keeps me here is because I love how it feels. I love how it feels to be here. I love how it feels that I can just do a real basic tune up and get a little bit leaner for my wedding. I love that if I want to actually do a photo shoot and get super lean that I'm about 4 4 to 6 weeks away from that. At any point in time. But I also know I never want to go back to how I felt before. So there's the love of the current process and the fact that I still know that there's always more. There's always room for improvement. I can always get 1% better. And I love that journey. But there's also remembering how it felt to be overweight unhealthy, insecure, to lack confidence, to be afraid to step foot on a basketball court, on a tennis court, to see friends. I don't ever want to go back there. And that's okay. That is my reality. I feel like we have to stop sugarcoating it. We have to stop dancing around the topic. It's real. People feel that way. I felt that way. It's real. And I don't think that we're helping by by avoiding these difficult conversations. I don't think that we're helping anyone. I think that it's okay to tell somebody that you don't have to just exist in your current form, that you can do more, that you can accomplish more. You just have to want to. And you have to know why you want to. And that's it. And then you never stop. You try and you fail. And then you try again. And then you fail again. And you just keep stacking up lessons. The only way that you lose is if you quit. That's it. I hope this makes sense. I felt shame around the way that I looked. I felt shame 
that I couldn't jump like I used to, that I couldn't run like I used to. When I was significantly overweight, I felt shame. And that was a catalyst for me to change. So I'm not saying that we need to shame ourselves. I'm not saying that we need to berate ourselves. I think that there is a more productive way of doing it, which is the message that I try to teach and instill. But I also don't think we need to dance around it and say that, oh, those emotions aren't real or we should push those away or those are not acceptable emotions. They are fucking real. And they can create that catalyst of change. They can be the spark that we need to say, I'm going to figure this out and I'm not going to stop until I do. I draw the line when you start to push that onto other people. When you say, you know, oh, you should be ashamed of how you look or whatever. Keep it to yourself. But it's okay for that to be an internal driver. Look, I, I know that people who, who push the message of just, just love yourself the way that you are. You don't need to change for anybody. I know that they have the best of intentions. And again, I, I agree. If that's, if that's the individual's stance, then yes, I completely agree. If you're like, you know what? I'm just going to be happy where I am in my current body and I'm not going to change it. Great. I love that. But I also love saying I am going to change it because I'm not okay in my current body. That's also acceptable. I would love to hear your thoughts on this because I could be totally on an island right now. Could literally just be me and I'm willing to be the lone island mate. <laughs> if anybody is with me on this island, just tell me. I would really love to hear your thoughts. If you've experienced this at all personally, if this resonated with you at all, just hit me up on Instagram. Shoot me a message at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. I respond to every message as long as I see it. Sometimes my DMs can be a crazy place. I'm not, I'm not like one of those people that's like, well, I get so many messages that I can't even sort through them. I, I do get a decent amount of messages and sometimes I miss them. If, if you ever message me and I don't respond, it's because I didn't see it or I saw it. I intended to respond and I got distracted by something, just being honest. And then I forgot later. Just message me back. I'm not one of those people. Like, you don't have to feel bad. You're not bothering me. I'm not one of those people. If you message me, you'll get a response back. If you don't get a response back, it's because I forgot or because I didn't see it. And if you message me again, I will not be annoyed. I will simply respond when I see it. That's it. So tell me your thoughts. I'd love to know. I'd love to hear your take. At coach underscore Mike underscore Milner on Instagram. And I will talk to you guys very soon.